Alright, welcome to episode 2 of Giraffes Have Black Tongues. I'm Ralph. I am Dave. And before we get started, let's get some sponsors out the way. First things first, the guy who makes this all happen and makes it sound slightly less retarded, Donald Lewandowski. If you have anything you need edited or any kind of voice editing, go to DonaldLewandowski.com. Second one, Classic Nerd Talk. For all your nerd talking needs, go to Classic Nerd Talk. If you want to talk about video games, anything, watch something stupid, or watch a speedrun of your favorite video game, it's Classic Nerd Talk. And last but not least, a personal favorite of mine, Full Grip Games. For all your Magic the Gathering and video game needs, now hosting Smash tournaments every other Sunday at 121 East Market Street. It's a great place to go if you have a need for these sport games or you just want to hang out with your friends. That's Full Grip Games. Alright, now that we're done selling ourselves like whores. So, tell me, what is new with you? What have you been doing, Dave, these last couple weeks? Oh man, um, not a whole lot. Yeah, been, I, me either. I've just been, you know, watching stuff on Netflix and just taking in a bunch of different things. I've been excited because a few things have came out. Tekken, I just bought the brand new Tekken. I got the holy shit package for like 80 bucks. So I got the season pass and it's fucking amazing. I'm obsessed with Tekken. Have you ever played that before? Are you familiar? Uh, I've played this newest one briefly. briefly. I'm not very familiar with this franchise. Well, Tekken is awesome, and I'm trying to go competitive with it. But just like anything, it takes a lot of practice, and it's very hard. I use Akuma. I like Akuma, only because I knew him from Street Fighter. He's great, and uh, other DLC characters that are coming out right now. We get uh, this vampire chick who has narcolepsy, is a character. She's a vampire. She's from the Day One edition. She's five bucks. She doesn't, and here's the fucked up part. Here's how they get you. Whenever you buy the season pass, anything that's day one doesn't count for the season pass. So you have oh, to man. buy it separate. That sucks. A bunch of Jews. A bunch of Jews. So I've already paid 80 bucks, and I had to go ahead and pay like five more dollars for this vampire chick. So she's a vampire chick who has all these powers, but can also randomly fall asleep in the middle of the fight. <laughs> that's terrible. Why? So she, she, you can make her fall asleep, and when she falls asleep, like if someone's shooting a fireball at you, you can just go narcoleptic and fall asleep and dodge it. Which is kind of, it's kind of interesting. It's just kind of interesting. Her storyline in the game is, she's just this vampire with narcolepsy. Like, when people run up on her in the storyline, she's already, she's sleeping. Like, people have to wake her up and shit. Like, it's just, it's a pretty interesting character. She would be frustrating to play with. She's a lot, she's a lot of fun. She's interesting. I haven't learned, you know, I'm still new at this game. I haven't learned anything yet. And then we got Geese Howard. My man Geese Howard, he's from uh, Fatal Fury. And King of Fighters, he's a great a great character. He's all about countering, um, but we'll get more into that later when uh, me and you play some Tekken and he's unlockable. He's not unlockable yet, but he's coming. And I'm pretty excited about Geese Howard. I love. I used to play. Uh, oh, so he was just announced as another a future a DLC future guy. DLC guy. Uh, I, I think I showed you the trailer actually. I think. Oh, okay. He was in that. Or did I show you Akuma? Who did I show you? No, because Akuma is in the original version, right? Yeah, he's day there. One. He's day one. So I had. I no think sh- the trailer you showed me was for the uh, the Marvel vs. Capcom one. Oh, okay. I'll show you the Geese Howard trailer. He's really cool. He was in Marvel vs. SNK also, and that's like one of my favorite fighting games. If it's not Marvel vs. Capcom 2, it's Marvel vs. SNK. It's just any game, any of those arcade fighting games that have like 60 playable characters is always fun. It, they have a ton of characters. I have the game for PS3. I always go up in the room and play people in it all the time because... It's just a lot of fun, and they have like 60 characters, and you can 
choose your different fighting special bars and shit and it's it's a lot of fun but i digress the point i was making is geese howard's gonna rock the house and i'm very excited um this tekken game is pretty sweet because it's got a lot of things and aspects to it like it has tournament mode online so you can do a double elimination tournament online i've came in second place so far online in tournaments i've i've done three of them and they show your tournaments like what places you come in I came in fourth place twice, and then it's like third, second, third, second. So I'm doing doing okay for for a guy that's new. I'm not bad. I'm not great, though. I have a lot of stuff to work on. Now, I've been trying to get a group together to play that, but it's so hard to get everybody together. Like, I used to play with this kid named Will back in the day. He used to love playing Tekken, and I got him to get a copy. So now me and him are playing online, and I got my buddy Chris to get a copy, and now me and him are playing People don't understand that in competitive fighting game, there's a lot of things to it. Like, people look at a fighting game and they're like, oh, this is basic bitch, bare bones, like, there's nothing to it. But how you backdash is a thing. Safe approaches are a thing. Like, people don't understand, like, in Tekken, there's a thing called Korean backdashing. And you have to go back, back down, but you have to do it in a fluent motion to where it blocks, but you also get a safe distance from your opponent so you can counter them and punish them. Hmm. And little things like that make you great at a game. And you can be good at it on one side, but then try to do back, back down on the other side. of the You know, because there's left like and right. The opposite side of the screen. screen. It's harder than it looks. And people don't understand that about competitive fighting game. Like, you know, I run Smash Brother tournaments. And a lot of you out there will say Smash is not a fighting game. And I will agree with some of you. I... I don't, I don't disargue with that opinion because people find there has to be more substance to a fighting game than four buttons. But Smash is very competitive. There's up tilts you have to worry about. And there's like different approaches and true combos that they have. There are true combos in Smash. Like for example, I use Game & Watch. If I throw somebody down with Game & Watch, they bounce off the ground and they're in the air for a second. If I do the hammer, the hammer's random. If it hits a nine, they die automatically. So the round could start in five minutes. I could grab them, throw them down, hit the nine hammer, and they're dead. Giving me the advantage. All because I took the time to do like a combo setup. Hmm. You know what I mean? Just competitive things like that. Rolling or, you know, and I don't want to bore people out there, but little things like rolling in Smash. Rolling is actually terrible in Smash, and people don't realize that. You know, because we no one played competitive back when melee was a thing we just like playing smash brothers but when you roll and someone does a down c stick they can hit you from that and people don't think about stuff like that because they never try to play competitive but there's little things like that that separates people that are great from people that are terrible now rolling's never been safer than in the new smash but back when i played melee me and my friend nick would play he would use Falco. We'd be rolling fools. We'd be rolling around all over the screen. We didn't know any better. We'd just be fucking woo like rolling around, throwing shit. Like, you know, because there was no competitive edge. I play Smash now. I play more conservatively because I understand, like, what's bad to do and what's good to do. But back in the day, we didn't know shit. We're just, like, flipping, doing flips and shit. Like, just trying to, like, fucking kill each other. But, you know, everything, everything these days is competitive. I mean, they have, comp- there's a game called Karen out. And Karen's a, it's a game about a guy who's dating two girls, and when he sleeps at night, oh, Catherine, Catherine, actually, that's, that's my friend Nick here, he's sitting here, hanging out with us today, he's a, he's a silent, he's a silent guest, he's playing Overwatch, he's playing Overwatch and listening to us, so, he's here. He's our fact <laughs> uh, checker. He's our, he's our fact checker for tonight, and as you guys know, 
If we're wrong about any facts, feel free to make fun of us in the comments. We love those things. So, But yeah, Catherine, basically when he sleeps at night, he deals with this like wall-climbing obstacle. And there's competitive speed runs of those. Like, people have made Oregon Trail competitive. You know, the gaming community in general is just a very competitive place now. And, you know, we got spots on ESPN2 now. And, you know, back in the day, people were like, video games are never going to go anywhere. I mean... One time at the end of the 80s, the arcade scene almost died, ruining video games forever. You know, the bounce back has been so real with video games and the competitive edge. I mean, Overwatch alone, they're going through their competitive season right now. They just finished having a tournament not too long ago. It's just, it's a beautiful thing to see because those same people that didn't have faith in you or they were like, oh, video games will never be competitive. You could be that guy. You can sit there and play video games now. And win a couple thousand dollars if you're focused and you like take time nice. out and get a team together. You know, it's just about what you like and what you're into and how much time you want to put into something. And you know, I always tell people, people ask me when I run Smash tournaments, I'm not amazing at Smash Brothers, I'm mediocre. I, I'll beat a few people here and there. I'm semi competitive, but I'm not great. I do it, I do it for the community and I do it because it gives people somewhere to be. You know, I don't do it to make any money. I don't do. You know, I, I run Smash tournaments because it gives people a place to go to. And they'll ask me, they're like, you know, I want to do a competitive tournament, but I don't have the money to travel, and I don't have this and that. And I told them, fuck it, you do it anyway. Because if you believe in something and you want to go for it, even if it's a mundane dream and you might you might not go anywhere, try it. What does it hurt to try? That's true. You, you try something, you spend that extra $100 you had, and you go and do something, you might actually accomplish something with it. But you're not going to know until you attempt it. You know, playing in a tournament, like, I tell people all the time who do my tournaments and they lose and they get bummed out. There's this five-year-old, he uses Mario, okay? He's really good. He beat me in a couple matches. But he comes in, like, he's young. He comes in, like, last place, but he watches videos. You know, he watches videos on approaches and stuff. And he he's doing better and better every day. And I'm... Yeah, he's, stu he's studying. And I remember he was so bummed out, and I was like, listen, kid, when you play in a competitive state, even if you lose, you become that much better. I don't care if you're playing Overwatch. I don't care if you're playing a fighting game. You go out there and you play with people that are good, you become better because you're learning from pros. You're learning approaches. You're learning your character aspects. But you're not going to get there by not going anywhere. You know what I mean? You're not yeah. going to... You're You're that kid that's sitting around and going oh, I wish I could have did something with this because I'm really good, fucking go. Take whatever little bit of money you have, go do it. Worst case scenario, you lost, but you had a good time and you met new people. And you know, the great thing about the video game community, for some, not all video games, because there's some people that are like very unforgiving in the video game community. Most of the communities like uh, Smash and Overwatch and stuff, they're friendly people, and they want to help you. For example, I used to play Final Fantasy uh, 14. I love that game. I was a tank in it. I wasn't a very good tank, but I was a tank. And being a tank in a in an RPG like that is very, very hard to do. Okay, is that I, the newest one, the boy band one? It, no, no, no. It's the uh, online one. Oh. I still have it to this day. I was going to renew it in the winter and start playing it some more. Which we should, that should be a thing we can do. We can live stream us playing it together. Our fact checker here, our silent fact checker here, he loves playing it too. He he plays it all the time. So that was going to be our winter activity. You can join us. It's 15 bucks a month. But the point I'm making is, is even in that community, yeah, 
they'll get mad at you if you're not like doing your job you know like i wasn't a solid tank but they also try to help you they're not they're not there like my one buddy chris he didn't like it because he didn't like people telling him what to do and i get that some people don't like people up in your ass going you need to do this this and that but if people are trying to help you and they're trying to make you better because they want you better, that's that's nice. Even if they're doing it in a kind of a shitty way because they're frustrated. Yeah. You know, everybody gets frustrated. When me and uh, Nick, we used to play back in the day and I was tanking, he would get frustrated and we've been friends for years. But he would be like, listen, just do it this way. And I would do it this way and I got a little bit better. And I got a little bit better. You know what I mean? And was I like the best tank at the end of the day? No, but I was, I had a better knowledge and... I was do having better habits towards the end. You know what I mean? And that's community. It take you know, the old saying is true, it takes a village to raise a child and you're that child basically. And I know it sounds really dumb and weird, but that's that's competitive gaming in a nutshell. So, you know, one of the things I have been doing though is I've been noticing Netflix has a lot of awesome stuff. Uh what are some things you've been watching on Netflix? And before we get into that, how's your Death Note series going for anime? Oh man, so just yesterday, I power watched through almost all of it. I think I've got six episodes remaining, so I, I've been uh, watching it like crazy in the past couple of days here. So, anything that shocked and surprised you oh, out fuck. there? Fill people, fill uh, a ton, a ton. Some, some shocking stuff so, that's happened because we love to spoil things for you here. Yeah, for those of you who haven't watched it, you should. But I'll just ruin it all for you right now. So, fuck off. Uh, let's see. The biggest surprise was obviously when L died. Yep. Like I figured that would be like saved for the finale of this show. What do you what do you think about L's sidekick? So like the pretend L, like N, N, near, near, and mellow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. He, he is exactly like L in every single little mannerism that L had. Eh, I, I, I'm not a huge fan of him. I don't. I see. I, I've never liked him either. I, I miss L every single day. Yeah. It's like one of those, it's just like a Breaking Bad when you lose Schrader, it's just not the same. <laughs> but, uh, you know, speaking of Netflix, like I was saying earlier, Big Mouths have just came out. What do you think about that show? How do you like oh, it? That one is fucking hilarious. I love that. Basically, it is a show about what it's like to be a prepubescent boy. They're probably in the, what, 8th grade or getting into yeah, the 8th grade. Yeah, I want to say like junior high school kids going Whenever through Whenever titties, you notice titties. I believe I noticed titties in the 8th grade, so we're going to say 8th grade. And uh, they're just going through these changes, but the best part about that is they have a thing called the hormone monster. And the hormone monster tells them to do the most ridiculous things on the planet. I don't even know who does his voice. but Nick it's Kroll. Oh, Nick Kroll. I originally thought it was Will Arnett, but I had to look that one up. Really? Nick Kroll does like 90% of the voices on that show. And for those of you that don't know who Nick Kroll is, if you've ever seen The League, he is Ruxin on The League. Rodney. Or is he Rodney? Rodney Ruxin. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Rodney Ruxin. Yeah, that's right. See? Good old retarded Ralph. So, Nick Kroll, you know, I didn't like Nick Kroll at first. I used to watch The League, and I didn't care about Nick Kroll, but Nick Kroll is actually funny. He does this like excuse me back when the nick kroll show was a thing he did this like white girl skit that was like hilarious to me oh, yeah i i love i'm obsessed with nick kroll now i think he's so funny and he just looks like such a weirdo he looks like he would literally be a rapist like he would date rape you like nick kroll looks like he would like date rape your fucking drink or something it's a great show there's a lot of shock value in it my favorite person's the gym teacher because nothing works out for him ever it's just it's just a really good show <laughs> my favorite might be the gym teacher is a 
hormone monster. <laughs> the gym teacher's hormone monster is the best. It's like he's just deformed. Down the yeah. side of his leg, and he's just like a terrible. He's falling, literally just falling apart. It's just old, and it's just awful. You're the man, Steve. <laughs> but uh, let's talk more about Big Mouth here. What are some of the characters that are on there? Can you name them all? Like I, I always, I'm, I'm terrible about knowing about the characters. All right, so, so yeah, that's the other thing that I love about this show so far. It's fucking hilarious. Like you don't have to be completely immature like I am to find it so funny. Like it's not just the males that have the hormone monster. There's also the female one as well. Voiced by Maya Rudolph from Saturday Night Live. And uh, she's she's teaming up with uh, this little girl named Jessie, who's voiced by comedic writer Jesse Klein. But the, the great thing about the show is it's it's all these hilarious stand-up comedians and comedic actors. You got, like, your Maya Rudolph, your Jesse Klein, Nick Kroll. You got John Mulaney, who, who always teams and up jo- with him. John Mulaney's okay. His show on Fox was terrible. But that's shame on Fox for getting rid of American Dad to try to do Mulaney. His stand-up's good, though. I hate Mulaney. I can't stand him. His stand-up's okay. But you got Jason Matsusakis, who's my my favorite on the show, who of course was Rafi on the league as well. Very funny, very funny guy. And then uh, let's see, also Richard Kind from Spin City is the voice of uh, Mulaney's character's dad on that show. Oh, really? And Fred Armisen's the other guy's dad from no uh, Portlandia and Saturday Night Love. It reminds me of growing up with my friend, with my friends when we were younger, and just learning things about women, like you know, not knowing anything about women. Like, you know, that eighth grade moment when titties were a thing and you were like, oh, everybody has boobs now. And it's just a magical moment. I remember the first girl I dated, you know, back when I was a kid and she had, she had boobs before everybody. And I was like, oh my God, these are boobs. This is beautiful. Yeah. (laughs) And I, that might sound like a horrible, like sexist thing or whatever, but you just, when you're a young boy, you don't think about stuff like that or you think about it, but you don't know anything. I didn't know shit about sex when I was a young kid. You know, I just, I just knew that boobs were awesome, and I just knew that I was afraid of women. I was afraid to talk to girls. That was it. Those, those were two things I knew. You know, and, you know, I had my friends who were way more advanced than me. They would always be like, "Oh, it's not a big deal talking to women." But I was always afraid. I was afraid. I didn't know any better. But yeah, that's the show. Just reminds me of just stuff like that. Like I know there's this one episode where the kid is masturbating to her his dad's associate at work. Oh yeah, a picture of her. And he's saying something about, like, paper being shredded. He's like, oh, I need help getting this paper shredded. And he just, like, jizzes everywhere. <laughs> it just reminds me of, like, stupid shit like that of, like, classic. <laughs> or, like, how he was, like, weirded out about jerking off at his friend's house. And I don't I don't care who you are. If you were a young boy and you were in eighth, eighth grade through high school, if you didn't masturbate in your friend's house one time, you're a fucking liar. Everybody, if, if you... If I don't you, think that's a thing. Every young man has stayed, done, Ralph. If you've not, if you've stayed the night at someone's house, and you mean to tell me not one time in your life you've ever got a secret jerk on and nobody knew about it, then you're a fucking liar. I don't care who you are. I just, I'll say this right now. I don't care who you are. Everybody has done it at least one time. Okay. Everybody's done it at least one time. I don't care who you are. Everybody has done it at least one time, and nobody will ever sit here and admit it. Of course, nobody wants to be like, oh, I stayed the night at your house. And I was up and bored, so I just cranked one off real quick. Of course, that sounds weird. But everybody has done it at least once. I don't care who you are. That's a bold bold assumption. No, no, listen. I used to live in a house with all guys, okay? And, like, we would all bullshit all the time. I had a computer, and it had, like, 4,000 porns on it. Easy. This computer was fucked. If the FBI took 
if the FBI had this computer, a lot of people would have went to jail from. This computer was just mm. fucked. It was just made that for sounds porn. Sounds like some filthy, filthy shit you had on there. And the rule was, is every time you were a new friend that came to my house, you had to add another porn on there. So there was all sorts of porn on there. I remember there was like like a horse doing like oh. a horse doing somebody on there, and I <laughs> and I made like my brother watch. I was like, look at this. Don't look away. <laughs> Just like stu- stupid stuff, we would just add random porns. And my and my dad, my dad at the time, he would get so pissed because he's like, "Why is all this porn on this computer?" And it well, literally, it was, it was a family this computer. Back, yeah, it was the family <laughs> computer. This was back when LimeWire was the thing. And oh, was, I, shit. I shit you not, we counted one time. There was four thousand pornos on this thing, and it was just so stupid. And you know, I remember waking up one night, and I've, I'm not going to give names, but I've caught some friends in the act. I'm like, "What are you doing?" And they're like, watch it, watch the stuff on I MySpace. Had I had niche. Yeah, I had niche. Watch the stuff on MySpace. I'm like, you nasty motherfucker. I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, mm-hmm. Just getting some water, going back upstairs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Jesus. Yeah, give them the okay. I'm like, okay, nobody's here now, you know, but you know who you are. <laughs> you know who you are. But uh, yeah, Big Mouth. <laughs> Big Mouth is a. <laughs> that was quite the transition from. Yeah. I'm sorry I went on a rant about <laughs> masturbating at your friend's house. <laughs> But Big Mouths is a it's a great show and it's just about the prepubescent experience. Like uh did you see the Rock of Gibraltar episode? Do you know what I'm talking about? The love romance novel episode? Oh yeah, yeah, okay. And and the kid is talking to the sister and the sister's like, Women get hoarded and he's like guys do and his mind explodes yeah. like he's like <laughs> And that's exactly when you first figure that out that like women are just like guys, you're like <laughs> just stupid stuff like that. It's just so great. Another great show on Netflix is American Vandal. I have a friend. I'm not going to leave him. I'm going to leave him nameless, but he was obsessed with penises when he was a kid. And this show reminds me of that. Basically, it's about a kid who gets in trouble for drawing dicks all over these cars. And they're trying to figure out who it is. It's like a mockumentary. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a mockumentary sort of in the style of like making a murderer. Or any of those like CSI type shows, but it's fucking genius. It's really good. You get you end up getting drawn into it and trying to figure out who drew these dicks on these cars, and it's it's insane. You you'll start watching and go, why do I even care about this? <laughs> so it, it's hilarious just because of the amount of detail they go into everything of like trying to break it down. So basically, what the uh, premise is is someone one day at school when they had an off day. It spray painted 37 dicks on 37 different teachers' cars in the parking lot. And basically, they'll, they'll go through and they'll do these like CSI type breakdowns where they actually time themselves of how long it would take to draw that many dicks and like how long it would also take to like get the uh, security footage and delete it. And they were trying to space that out based on how much time the t- window of time they had. And now the they, they have a trouble. suspect, it's this bully, but the bully claims he didn't do it, and this guy's trying to prove his innocence. Because his evidence is the way the ball hairs are yeah. drawn. <laughs> so the kid, the kid draws a dick on his Spanish teacher's uh, dry erase board daily. Just and I, I don't know why, just because he's an idiot. Yeah. And, but they always photograph him like posing right next to him, and every dick he's ever drawn in his life has ball sack hair. These dicks on the cars, not a single one of them has it. Not a single. So that's one. like the key piece of evidence that they're trying to like get this kid cleared off of. And the and the bully even agrees because he says it's mental conditioning because he always draws ball <laughs> hairs. So that's that's one of the reasons why I power watched it in a night. I literally watched every single episode in a night because I have a problem. I couldn't stop watching it, but it's it's insanely good. I feel like mockumentary mysteries. 
This is right up your alley. Yeah. Netflix, you know, they're really killing it with their original programming lately. Like, they're, like, intense about it. You know, they, I believe, and I'm sure the fact checker will get me, get me on this one since he's still playing Overwatch. I don't know how much money they spent in taking a risk on their original programming, but they're making it all back, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. They, how much was that? They're in debt still because they're just pumping out original shows, but their original shows are becoming fucking great. Like I haven't, there's not one thing I haven't watched yet that hasn't impressed me and the stuff I haven't seen. Well, whatever. I'm probably never going to watch anyway, but it looks, it looks fantastic and they took a risk and it's becoming worth it. But you know, their business models, you know, there's a lot of things Netflix could do differently. Like I wish they had more up to date shows, but obviously Hulu takes the market on that. And not even Hulu does. I mean, you can't get new episodes of Broad City on there, which is ridiculous because they own Comedy Central. And South South Park. South Park. South Park's not on Netflix. No, no, I'm talking about Hulu right now. Oh, okay. And they, you know, you get a new South Park episode. Like, I haven't even seen the new one yet every Wednesday. But you can't get a Broad City episode to save your life. You know what I mean? Like, it's weird stuff like that. But Hulu's all right. Do what? Which one do I like more? I like Netflix a lot more sometimes. Sometimes Hulu's not up my alley, but I do like that Hulu has more shows. Like when I want to see Adventure Time, like the new season of Adventure Time's out on Hulu right now, which is great for me because shit's hitting the fan. It's like one of the last seasons, and I can't wait to like start watching it. Hmm. Uh, for those of you that haven't watched Adventure Time, it's fucking amazing. You should definitely give it a try. I'm not going to get into it. It's just a bunch of random misadventures until the storyline drops. It's kind of like Rick and Morty. Once the storyline drops, shit hits the fan. Same thing with Adventure Time. And I don't know, have you... I've never seen Adventure Time. It, once the shit hits the fan, our like buddy in the background here, he just started watching Adventure Time. And he came up to me, he's like, oh my god. I'm like, mm-hmm, Adventure Time. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's pretty much how I feel about Netflix. Uh, Stranger Things... How did you like this season? I watched it the day it came out in like one sitting. I think I maybe Same. took like a break to go get dinner at some point. I did nine yeah. hours of Stranger Things. Now, yeah. we're not, because this is newer, usually we have a motto at Giraffes Have Black Tongues. It's fuck you, we're going to spoil it for you. But because this is newer and we love Stranger Things, we're not going to do it. And somebody in our room hasn't seen it yet, so we're a little biased. So we're not going to, we're not going to ruin Stranger Things. I'm just going to say, holy shit. You need to watch it if you haven't seen it. Sit down, take a day. It's only nine episodes. Nine hours of your time. I know that seems like a lot of time to watch one thing, but I did it in a day. Yeah, I have no life. It. I was like, fuck it. It's totally worth it. Even five hours of your time, that's your halfway there. You know what I mean? Like, you're almost there. Now, are there any, is there anything we can say about Stranger Things that will ruin it, wouldn't ruin anything, you think, but would be interesting for them to know about? I mean, we can talk about like the casting because they got they brought in some really great talented actors. Break it down for me, sir. Uh, so let's see. First one, Brett Gilman, stand-up comedian. He was on the FX show Married. Uh, he, he joins it as a uh, investigative reporter. Okay. They bring in Paul Reiser from Mad About You. Oh, and I was listen, on the Amazon original series. When I was a, when I was a lad, I loved Mad About You. I was obsessed with that. I told <laughs> was obsessed with Mad About You. I was like. I was like a white girl in her 30s <laughs> when I was young. I was like, <laughs> My mother used to watch it. Uh, I never really. 
I, I joined I, her. This young, overweight black man was like a white girl. If I had some pumpkin spice latte back then and Mad About oh, You, that would have been heaven. You basic Don't bitch. If I am. I'm a basic <laughs> bitch. I love some Mad About You. I don't know why. Keep, keep going. The other big one is Sean Astin. Of course, Rudy from the Goonies. Yep. Which I Sam was Wise excited Angie. about. Yeah. So, I mean, the three of them joined the cast. There's some other new characters as well. I just don't know who they actually are in real life. Yeah, what they've, what the they've done. The girl that joins or... the group and... Uh, a new bully. Yep. We got a new bully I'm very excited about. It's just, he's just like, I, he's like, there's a new girl that joins the group, because that's not ruining anything. She's like a young skater girl. It's her older brother. And he's step just... Stepbrother. Stepbrother. He's very, he's very specific about that. Yeah, stepbrother. He's very specific. He treats her like shit. And he's like this good looking dude who drives like a nice ass car. And like all the girls are obsessed with him. And he's just like... He could be a child molester. We're not sure. He hey, just has he has problems. He can even play basketball really well. Yeah, he can do everything really well. He's like the perfect guy, but he's just such an asshole. Like it's, you'll love to hate him. He's like the Gaston of human beings. If you guys can catch that reference out there, for those of you that know who that is. Yep, Beauty and the Beast. There you go. Look, see, that's why the fact checker in the background is making the money, <laughs> making that cash right now. He's yeah. making no. We're not paying him. Thank. We're not, who's not making shit? He's just playing Overwatch. He's getting to play Overwatch. That's yeah, his payment. That's, that's his payment. He's, he, gets, he gets to listen to us. And he gets to what, play Overwatch. What a play treat over. for him. What a treat for him to listen to our garbage all day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, minus our voice. Yeah, at home, he, he just said he has this at home. But he, but you don't get our voices. I mean. That's right. Yeah. Like, he's just mumbling. He's like, fuck you guys. <laughs> I haven't seen anything bad on Netflix in a while. You know, I just finished BoJack not too long ago. I, I, I just finished it you? finally last what, night. What would you think? Man, that one was a pretty heartbreaking, like, took it on the heartstring season. I, I liked the ending of it, though, the, the final resolution with Hollyhock. Yeah, I think if BoJack Horseman, if that season never happened again, that's a great way to end the show on. Something good actually happening for BoJack. It's not amazing, but it's like solace. Like he has something. Yeah, it, it's nice to see him come out like looking as a good, like a good guy at the very end, at least. Yeah. And uh, what's your favorite episode? Oh man, uh, that's pretty hard to pick. I like episode two where he goes to the aunt's uh, or grandmother's summer home. I love that episode because you get to learn more about BoJack's mother and. If I had to pick another episode, probably the one where Bojack analyzes himself and just talks to himself about how much of a dumb piece <laughs> of shit he is. Because we all feel like that sometimes. Yeah, that one was a good one. Yeah, but if you guys... I don't want to ruin too much of that particular season. Usually we ruin seasons. But watch Bojack Horseman. If you haven't watched Bojack Horseman, then something's wrong with you. It's literally about a person who just hates being himself because he, who he is is an asshole. And we can all relate to that because every single person hates themselves slightly. I don't care who you are in this world. I don't care what's going on. I don't care if you're the most positive person on the planet. Everyone has loathing for themselves in some way. And BoJack Horseman makes you feel okay about hating yourself. And that's what's great about that show. And there's a lot of powerful voice actors on there. Can you name all the voice actors you think? Like, what, who I can name on there? bulk of them. Okay. Amy, Amy Sedaris, the star of Strangers with Candy. One of my all-time favorite shows from, like, the 90s. She plays Princess Carolyn. Yeah, she's Carolyn. Um, Allison Brie is Diane. Yep. 
Star of other Netflix show Glow. Um, Great show. Will Arnett, of course, is Bojack. You got uh, what's his uh, name? Todd, Todd is the guy, from Jesse from Pinkman. Jesse Pinkman from Breaking Bad. It's a really good show. It's animated, but it's geared towards adults. There's a lot of that going around lately. You know, we have Animation Fever in 2017, so that's something to look forward to, Netflix wise. Now, I heard about an interesting trailer that I did not get to watch yet. And what was this trailer about that you were filming? Oh, me oh the new Mutants trailer that just came out. So, what is the, this Mutants movie going to be about? What can you What can you tell us, with your so, comic expert here? The new Mutants, uh, they're like from the 1980s, the mid 80s. They were an X Men team. It was basically like once they decided all these X Men characters had kind of ran their course, and they wanted to get a new, younger batch in, in, introduced. So the New Mutants, they're, they're the team that's famous for having, like, Cannonball, Sam Guthrie, he and uh, Sunspot. They're the, the two main breakout guys who are now Avengers. Sunspot. And then you got Colossus's little sister, Magic, Ileana Rasputin. She's always been my favorite on that team. She, there was Cypher and the, uh, I think his name is Warlock or Warlord. Hmm. He, he was like that weird virus character. Who else is on that? Uh, Magma? Uh, so, Megma, I think, Amara, whatever her name was, Megma, I want to say. And hmm, Wolvesbane isn't from that book, but she's on in the movie, What's, though. What is Wolvesbane's power? Wolvesbane just goes from a human girl into a wolf. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> the shittiest of mutants. So, I, just, I just want to point that out to everybody. It's a shitty mutant. <laughs> but, I mean, it's kind of poetic that uh, she's being played by uh, Macy Williams, Arya Stark, from... Game of Thrones. Oh, no way. So, you know, there's that weird little direwolf connection there. That's kind of cool. The other crazy thing about that is it's not just characterized as a superhero movie. It's actually a horror movie. So it takes place inside of an insane asylum, it looks like, where someone has kind of captured all of the new mutants, and they have them in there. And I, I guess they're doing some kind of, like, experimentation on them. Oh. Um, I don't know if they're like trying to figure out how they got the powers or like how to stop the powers, but they're all being experimented on. And there's some kind of like it's so there's a comic book character called the Nightbear. Um, he, he's a mental. So he was kind of created by Danny Moonstar, who's Nightmare. one of the new mutants. Yeah. Um, Danny Moonstar has the power to basically make your worst dreams come true or she, she can make her dreams uh, come to life. And what this thing is, the nightmare, it was, it's what she imagined killed her parents when she was young. So it's just like this nightmare that she's had reoccurring in her mind for like her entire life. And it, based on her uh, projection of uh, dreams and shit, it somehow comes to life and takes its own form. It's sort of like the Shadow King, only way fucking worse and way more badass because it's a goddamn bear. But uh, I, I mean, I, I'm not, it's kind of like the main go-to new mutants story in the comics no it's this one yeah it's where they originally they were kind of like a, a childish sort of shitty thing and so adults weren't really getting into or like reading them because they felt it was more geared towards kids just because it was all these new kid characters and adults felt weird about reading about them so they had to like spice it up some and they introduced this horror story and that's kind of like what got adults into the new mutants at first so it's kind of based on that i mean the, the Nightbear has made an occasional like reappearance. Like the most recent one that I've read with him was uh, Psylocke had to fight him for uh, uh, an X Force spinoff team, 
that she was on with Storm and like Spiral and Puck and Bishop. And so she had to overcome him because he had taken over Bishop's mind and was controlling them. But yeah, I mean, it's basically a horror movie with just comic book characters wrapped into it. So it's not like a comic book only movie, which I mean, it's a cool change because people keep just throwing comic book characters and making superhero movies like its own separate genre, even though those are just character attributes. They're not really a genre. So I think this is actually like the first time someone's doing it like real. So I'm excited about that. Now, how caught up are you on Game of Thrones here, Dave? Completely. Completely? Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's talk Game of Thrones. Listen, for those of you that are not caught up on Game of Thrones, guess what? Eat some shit. I'm sorry, because we're going to talk about Game of Thrones. I've been wanting to do this for a while now. So, what did you think of the last season? Oh, man. Shit's, a, shit's going down. Or it's about shit. to go down. It's about yeah. to go down. Yeah. That that finale. Yeah. So, you know what? Since this is Drafts Have Black Tongues, get ready for some spoilers. So, as we as for those of you that know that actually watch the show, the White Walkers are now officially through that wall. Yeah. Um, the best part is they have a new toy, and it is the dragon. Because what... Huh? Is it Viserys? The dragon? Is that the name? The I don't dragon? know. I thought it was. Maybe not. Maybe maybe it is. I don't know the dragon's name, but I know they're, you know, they're, uh, it's one of her dragons, and it's one of Daenerys' dragons, and basically it died, and the White Walker controls it now, some kind of epic mount, which is sick as fuck, and it breathes blue fire, so they're going to have to deal with that. So, so yeah, a couple episodes back before the finale, we learned that the uh, White Walker King, he can control fucking dead animals as well. Like, he sent that polar bear after them to attack the uh, the Magnificent Seven group or whatever. Yeah, the be- like the best fighters you can think of went to go face this White Walker. Won't give you too many names, but Jon Snow was there. The, the uh, Hound was there. My man, Thorman. Thorman, yep. Giant beer or whatever the giant beer, <laughs> yeah, and uh, and some others, and uh, they went out there and they you just see this demonic polar bear like fucking them up for like five seconds. They end up killing it, but like it's just an epic fight scene. The whole thing, just them being on that side, is just epic. But basically, it's coming down to everyone you hate and everyone you love are teaming up, and you're just waiting for or this big fight. Are to they? Happen. What do you mean? Elaborate for the oh for the man. Group. So, so alright, so they had a big meeting between the two power teams. It was Daenerys and her crew. She had Jon Snow in her corner. She had Tywin. They went and they met with uh, Cersei Lannister, who had Jaime and, and uh, fuck, the, the, the eunuch kid's brother um, oh, from shit. the sea, the Kraken owner. Feel free to correct us. The Kraken. Aaron? Uh, yeah. Greyjoy. Greyjoy. There you go. Yeah, so Greyjoy dude was there as well because he's Cersei's pirate friend, and uh, so basically he he left when they brought out the actual White Walker to show him what the fuck everyone yeah, had to he, get he was like for. fuck this I'm going back across the sea where it's safe. Yeah, and then later on after they agreed to work together in a truce just to stop the uh, White Walkers in the winter from coming, it's revealed that Greyjoy is actually just floating across the sea. To get this uh, master mercenary crew called the Golden Army, so she's she's planning some sort of like betrayal, backstabby shit. Yeah, and I believe the Golden Army has elephant mounds. Don't yeah. quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure they do, and that's going to be disgusting. 
So what, in my opinion, and I, th- I think we all see this coming, is she's not going to go help them. She's going to go attack, like, Daenerys' like, kingdom or castle or area while it's safe to take it over, leaving her vulnerable is basically what's going to happen. Yeah, and she, she told that to Jamie, and so at the very end of the finale, Jamie Lannister loses her side finally. He's going off to, like, finally become a legit noble fighter and everything. I just hope he gets the Kingslay again, or Queenslay, I should say. That would be dope. <laughs> Fuck yeah. God. It's such, a good, it's such a good season. You know, there's so many things going on with it. For those of you that haven't seen Game of Thrones yet, start watching it. You should have already watched it. Yeah. You got two years of no Game of Thrones. It's going to be awful. I heard there's a spinoff coming out, but I'm not sure. Hmm. Yeah, I don't well, know. Who? I don't know. I don't Weird. have a lot of details. It's supposed to be a spinoff. But we don't have Game of Thrones for two more years, so get ready for, to be depressed as hell for a while. <laughs> just just rewatch it all. There you go. Yeah, from start to that's what my girlfriend's been doing. She's been her fiance has been watching it from like start to finish. So hmm. let's see what else has been going on in our crazy world. Well, we're trying this <laughs> new beer here while we're sitting here talking about things. It's from the brew kettle. It's in Strongsville. It was given to me from somebody who had a wedding and who had custom made these beers. And we're trying it. I mean, what do you think of this beer? We don't even know what flavor. We know nothing yeah, about it. It's like just it, a custom made beer. It just says, like, for your wedding. <laughs> for your wedding. That's it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty good. It's, it's a nice, light taste to it. Very hoppy. Very hoppy. Um, I love hops. It, it, it makes me picture, like, a springtime, summertime beer. Yeah, for sure. It's weird. It's strong as shit. I can already feel it a little bit. But yeah, it's pretty good. I don't, like I said, I have no clue what it is. It's just from the brewing company in Strongsville. Maybe we'll head out there one day and we'll tell you guys about it. Maybe we'll, that'll be like the next thing we do. That'd so, be awesome. Let's talk about childhood experiences. So as a child, what was your childhood like? What were your teen, what were the teen years of D. Stu the God like? Since we're talking about Big Mouth and we're talking about child teenage years, let's get into that a little bit. What was the young D Stu the God like as a teenager? Perverted. I respect that. Uh, 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 probably a little bit awkward. Okay. I mean, I'm still classic, pretty awkward myself. Teens, but yeah, classic teen stuff. Teen years. Just slam pussy left and right, man. You know how it is. Very nice. <laughs> See, the, the teenage Ralph for Girls was a little bit different. I don't. I don't even think I got laid until I was like eighteen years old, because I was I was a weird kid and I just didn't want to have sex. I always thought that like I would meet someone special and then one day I sacked up and had sex with somebody. <laughs> I was just a weird. I was just a weird eighteen like teenage kid. I just I got a lot of blowjobs. I remember that, but that was about it. I just I was just that kind of kid. But I had a fun childhood. We I had some interesting people I knew in my life. I used to know this kid. His he doesn't live around here anymore. His name was Joe Mayna. I'll give a full shout out Whoa, to Joe. Full name. Full name. Shout yeah. out to Joe Mayna. Shout out Joe Mayna. Because this is about to be some of the best childhood stories I'm gonna tell you guys today. So we used to know this kid, his name was Joe Mana, and he lived in this house and his parents pretty much let him do whatever he wanted. He had this hot Brazilian sister who was like a perfect 10. I'll show you pictures later so you can confirm. <laughs> All right. Hot, super hot sister, would always walk around half naked. His mom was never home, his dad was never home, and we just supervised ourselves and there was always money on the fridge for pizza. Nice. 
this kid had some weird quirks. First things first, he was a popular kid. He was one of the most popular kids at the school at the time, but I'm pretty sure he was mentally slow. He would just randomly make noises. Like, he would go, wee, like, randomly at times. But this kid, everybody loved hanging out with this kid. No one knew why. He would always play stupid pranks on you when you spend the night. Like, if you stayed the night over you there. You put your dick in, his dick oh, in your mouth. Oh, no. He put a remote up. in your ass cheeks and you'd wake up with, like, a remote. Just the gayest thing oh, possible. God. Something in between your ass cheeks. And you always knew it was him because you'd wake up and be like, what the fuck? And you would just hear giggling like a schoolgirl because it was so funny that a remote was in between your ass cheeks. <laughs> This man was obsessed with Vin Diesel. Oh, he a, man. He had a, he had a homosexual oh, crush on Vin Diesel. It was the weirdest experience of my life going over there. In fact, he was obsessed with everything that he's ever done. He had all the Chronicles of Riddick. He had a triple X movie. He had a cutout of Vin Diesel. I'm trying to figure out like what Vin Diesel movies were around back when you were like in high school. Yeah. Like the Iron Giant, that was like his Tri- go-to? Triple X. Oh, triple uh, X. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, that first Riddick one. First okay. Riddick. Okay. Pitch yeah. Black. Yeah. Pitch Black. He had a cutout of that. <laughs> Okay. And one time we took a bunch of firecrackers and lit it on fire outside. And he started crying because he just loves Vin Diesel oh, so much. Man. He was just a weird, weird kid. I swear to God he was autistic. But he was just so strange and we just enjoyed hanging out with him. His dad his dad was like his stepdad. And he would always gamble on horses and stuff and just do obscene things. And like his brother was just this like 30-year-old stoner that lived in the lower <laughs> floor that would like smoke pot with the... It was just a weird time as a child. Well, I think that's a good stopping point. Um, Unless you can think of something else that we can throw on here. What are you listening to right now? What am I listening to right yeah. now? That's a good question. I'm listening to like just old school hip hop, nothing special. Uh, Method Man has been coming back into the scene again. He hasn't been doing anything great, but he's been doing a lot of stuff on his phone. You know, when you're when you're an older rapper, and I know I'm like the whitest guy ever, but when you're an older rapper, especially when you're a freestyler like him, freestyling has to be a constant thing. You can't just like be you know be good at freestyling all over again, no matter how much experience you have. It's a sharp mind thing. He's getting older, and you know none of his stuff's amazing, but it's all it's pretty good shit. Uh, if you get a chance, I've been listening to St. Paul and the Broken Bones. Those guys are great. Hmm. They did a concert in Detroit, and the lead singer is just this fat white guy. He has the voice of a like '60s black man, <laughs> like in a Temptations group. Nice. He's real. We'll watch some of that, and I'll, you know, we'll talk about that on the next episode. But yeah, what about you? What have you been listening to? Uh, so recently, I got the brand new Cannibal Corpse album came out. Red turns red becomes black or red turns black. I love Cannibal Corpse. How do you like uh, it? I fucking love Corpse. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty good. It's, it's nothing that stands out above any of their last couple albums. Still just the equal level of same brutality and awesomeness that they always put out. Other than that, I've been checking out Shredders a lot lately. Really? Shredders. Doomtree is a Minneapolis-based group. They're sort of like a Wu-Tang ex- where they have like seven members they have two uh dj producers in the group and then there's like five I love uh, me some goddamn Wu-Tang. and they even have a female member as well really yeah so this is four of the members of doom trees little side project the two djs it's sims and it's uh, i believe it's pos is the other rapper who's in it i think oh okay yeah, what, is, what does that stand for? I, I I don't know. I just know it's P.O.S. I don't think it stands for anything. Okay, P.O.S. But yeah, it's it's a really good album. 
definitely would good. Check it out. Piece of, sun- Piece of sunshine, says the fact checker. The, the anonymous fact checker. <laughs> so that's true then. Okay. US. Alright, very nice, very nice. Uh, Yeah, that's, I mean, oh, and also I've been listening to, uh, God, what are their names? They do, they do metal. One of their albums is, uh, I Want Candy, or, oh God, what? Oh, I've been listening to Baby Metal, but we'll talk about that next oh, episode. Fuck yes. We will go into a whole thing fuck about yes, we will Baby go, Metal. Yeah, Baby Metal is specifically for the next episode. And, you know, I'll give you guys a little breakdown while we're talking about the next episode. We may or may not have a guest that's going to talk about a little bit of his life experience. We'll get a little bit serious on Jurassic Have Black Tongues, and we're going to talk about some things. I don't want to give anything away in case he doesn't show up, but we're also going to talk about Baby Metal and get to our. And tickling. And tickling. Oh, I can't wait to talk about that. <laughs> That's how you know it's serious. We That's talk how about you, tickling yeah, in the same episode. Yeah. So get ready for that. <laughs> and I mean I mean that about wraps it up for July wraps have black tongues, unless you got anything else, my uh, awesome co host here. Yeah, I, that sounds good with me. Alright, well I'm Ralph. I am Dave. And remember fuck you guys and thanks for listening.